Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Newcastle Fast FM here on Monday night. We have had the hours put back. So it's all over the place, depending where you are in the world. But wherever you're joining us, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome, sisters and brothers in humanity, sisters and brothers in deen. And here we are again, inshallah, with our brother, Dr. Abdul Haq. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, it is a blessing to be here. Alhamdulillah, it is a privilege and an honor to be able to do this again, inshallah, week in and week out. And I say that to remind myself, to keep myself humble, and to remind our guest, Dr. Abdul Haq, as well. Also, and for all of you who are joining us, Assalamu alaikum, Queen of Jordan. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, objective, objective incision. Get my, it's really cold in this room at the moment, you know, freezing. What's that, brother Sultan? Assalamu alaikum. Is it Sultan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abs, Amen. Somebody new. Abs Anatomy. Assalamu alaikum. Hind. Assalamu alaikum. Kira. Assalamu alaikum again. MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, Jazakallah Khair for joining us. Thank you for your patience. I don't know if you do the whole hour backwards, forwards thing. We do here in the UK and that kind of mashes things up for different parts of the world. But like I said, today we are talking about being blessed. We are talking about gratitude. And we are here today, inshallah, to remind ourselves that it, indeed every day that we open our eyes, that we are alert, conscious, and are able to worship our Lord in the best way possible, it is a blessing, alhamdulillah. And alhamdulillah, uh, with that, uh, assalamu alaikum, Frank, Frank's in there, Koshdi. Uh, just want to pass over to our uh, sheikh, um, our host, uh, our guest, Dr. Abdul Haq, and if you want to pick up from where I have started, inshallah. Jazakallah khair, and yeah, it is always a blessing to be here and to be, um, in another day, another evening, mashallah. And I think that when we look at the title that we've chosen today, Gratitude, Marcus Rashford and Privilege, and we'll explain how we broke that down very briefly, but there's something I want us to think about. As I was looking through my notes and, and I, I picked up a chuppah that I delivered in, gosh, when was it? I did, in the 11th of May in 2001 on gratitude. And I want to refer to some of that. But one of the things I want us to, to, to focus on at this moment would really hone us into this topic. And I'll read it, what it says here. What if you woke up today with only the things you thanked Allah for yesterday? What if you woke up today with only the things you thanked Allah for yesterday? Now have a think about that. What did we thank Allah for yesterday? What, what, did, we, what did we show gratitude for when we woke up today? And the reality for many of us, if we're being honest, is that we would um, wake up with nothing. We would wake up with absolutely nothing. And let's think about this because some thinking about physical, tangible, tangible possessions. So let's let's really focus on this now. Imagine you woke up with no sight, no hearing, no sense of smell, no sense of touch not being able to walk because you're in a state of paralysis, not having any family or member that you love of your family or friends around you because we didn't thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What if you woke up today with the things that you thanked Allah for yesterday and many of us just go to bed tired, to sleep exhausted, really assuming that the next day is going to come. Yeah. Assuming that when our head hits that pillow and that we have a pillow to lie on, that we're going to wake up. Yes, Ab, anatomy, exactly. That we're going to wake up the next morning. We've taken it for granted. Mm. And we know we saw Anam, for example, I believe it is. Allah tells us he takes the souls by night and some he returns to their body bodies and others he retains and holds on to. So... Talking to the point, we need to really be grateful and show gratitude. And why did we say Marcus Rashford, Rashford and privilege? Because a young man who's earning more than he's ever done in his life 
and more than we'll ever earn came from a background where there was dependency on school dinners and school meals and how many of us went through that um when we were growing up how many have experienced that he's someone who's earning money like in probably in a week his family didn't earn in years many didn't earn in year a year so this is the point so speaking to that so what we see from him is being grounded and knowing his roots and not forgetting his past many of us do many of us forget our past and we've made it so-called made it now we may do the little token thing to our friends and family so Marcus Rashford now has stood up to be counted and he's challenged government and continues to challenge government and he's doing that he's using his privilege now he's in a place of privilege he's using his privilege to do that we don't need to be in the same arena of privilege as him but we have a privilege and what is that Allah has guided us to the deen we are Muslims so we have that privilege and that blessing as as you said Wajid of guidance so this is a time now where we need to show that gratitude in our speech and in our actions and there's so many things going on at the moment where we can do that we know that the Muslims are the most generous when it comes to Ramadan in the UK in um, giving charity and, and, and things like this. We know that, um, for example, the food banks, that the Muslims have been very generous to, in, to regarding the food banks. That's the way of showing gratitude by um, giving, by giving to show that we're grateful for what we um, actually have. Um, also, we're in a time now where our Prophet وسلم, is being maligned yet again. We have that privilege that we come from societies where we can speak out without, to certain degrees, being repressed, like we see in other parts of the world, the Uyghurs, for example, other countries like that, where they, where they are. So we need to be enjoying good and not only speaking in defense of the Prophet ﷺ in the best way, but emulating him and he's the sunnah with which what he brought. And before I hand back to you, and I'm I'm quite um, humble to be referring to Marcus Rashford because if anyone knows, I'm an ardent Liverpool supporter <laughs> of more than of more than forty one years. Mashallah, don't ask my age. And so they call, you would say that I'm an Abu, yes. And I, when I say an Abu, that means anyone but United. So I thought I'd end okay. on that, that that this part on that that light note that. But Marsh, Marcus Rashford has done something that transcends partisanship, support of a football club. It's that moral, intrinsic um, behaviour that he's displayed, which everyone must and should subscribe to, including Liverpool supporters like me. Mm. You see, because I just want to bring a little bit back to what we're chatting about here, yeah? Because... Um, I think it was Amal said salam and Ihtisham said salam as well, inshallah. So, walaikum salam. salam to you, brothers, uh, inshallah. Um, so what what we want to talk about, what I what I want to kind of grasp because I know we've touched on this before, but we felt it was important to kind of explore it again, given where we are today and keeping it kind of where we're at with the, the way of the world, as it were. Mm. So, you have somebody who who has been given, like we said, yeah, he's probably earned more than most of his family's ever earned. Some of his mem- family members have probably earned in a lifetime. He's probably earning in, in, in a month, six months, yeah? So, but there's something that's keeping him grounded, yeah? That's not letting his feet come off the floor. That's not letting his head swell up and him literally take off into this stratosphere, which he could, right? He could, you know... Uh, and and I'm sure he, he, he I'm sure he he's he's entitled to, to to splash out and all the rest of it. But there's something that keeps him grounded. There's something that Subhanallah, you know, that Allah reminds us as Muslims, yeah, that you know, as as people, we know that what we put forward for ourselves is what we get back, you know. And there's the, you know, that there's um. That if we were to write the praises of Allah, yeah, that we were to get a pen and write the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala using the sea as ink, yeah, we could not praise Allah enough, we could not thank Allah enough for everything that we do. 
right? So everything that we do is always never going to be uh, enough gratitude for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah? And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to bless us, to give us, right? But sometimes when we get something, we lose our way, right? And instead of that thing that we get bringing us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's something that makes us more and more forgetful. Understand? So I think that's why it's kind of, uh, like you said, commendable. Uh, and I respect you for saying that about United fan, uh, United player. That is commendable how he's remained true to himself in that sense of his humble beginnings and background and hasn't decided, well, you know what? I'm out the system. I'm all right, Jack. And you know what? If anybody else comes through the ranks and is hungry as I am to achieve success, then they're only going to compete with me. So I'm going to shut that down. He's not done any of that. He's just gone out there and done what is the, the right thing to do. And I think this is something that as, as Muslims, especially because we are given this guidance that we need to stick and adhere to this, that we should remain steadfast upon it, that when we are in times of hardship, the, the, the believer is grateful as much as uh, when the person is in uh, times of ease, that, is, that the believer is grateful. But both of them are opportunities to bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and why are we speaking about this subject? Because we're watching around the world at the moment uh, the impatience, the frustration of everyone because of this coronavirus pandemic, the lockdowns, the restrictions that are being placed um, upon us. And what we need to look at and consider at this time is that when that lockdown wasn't there, were we visiting our families? Were we reaching out to those who were more needy? Were we going to the mosques? We were now, was like, I wish I could get to the mosque. Were we, um, those of us who had put off uh, Hajj um, for many, many years, or Umrah, and we had the means to do it, and we're seeing that there's a restriction now, even though it, it's been opened back up, it's very restricted. All those things that we took for granted that are no longer accessible, be it temporarily, and we don't know for how long. We need to ask ourselves, why were we ungrateful in, in those moments? And we need to remember what you said. Uh, the hadith tells us that if we were to enumerate, or Allah tells us if we were to enumerate, the, or try to enumerate the blessings of Allah, we would never be able to do it. So we see in Surah Rahman, then which of the favours will you deny? And that, that is a repetitive verse that comes around in Surah Rahman. So we need to ask ourselves, if this is us as Muslims, we need to show great gratefulness, gratitude, during these particular moments. And I want to bring some verses of the Quran as to why that, that's important when we're looking at a, a more general aspect before we hunk, hunker down on the specifics. So Allah tells us in Surah Sajda, Sajda the 32nd Surah, verse 9, ayat 9, the English rendition. Then he fashioned him, Adam, in due proportion and breathed into him the soul. And he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, gave you hearing, sight and hearts little thanks you give then we see again in surah ibrahim the 14th surah ayats 32 and 33 allah is he who created the heavens and the earth and sends down water rain from the sky and thereby brought forth forth fruits as provision for you and he has made the ships to be of service to you that they may sail through the sea by his command and he has made rivers also to be of service to you and he has made the sun and the moon both constantly pursuing their courses to be of service to you. And he has made the night and the day to be of service to you. Now, let's let's look at that. We're talking about nature. We're talking about the creation. We're talking about the first verse that I referred to. We're talking about our faculties. But now let's look at what we need to when we need to focus. For example, what we're seeing in the world today, we're looking at the UK specifically in this instance, food poverty. Children needing to be fed during half-term holidays because they cannot get meals at home. And it's not just children. Adults are facing this now.
when I left um, for to work in Saudi in 2002, when I left the UK, as you know, I come backwards and forwards. In 2002, there were no food banks. When I watched them emerge in the UK, I couldn't believe it. I've said, hold on a minute, food banks are taking place in the UK? And then what do we see? Let's look at those in authority. And while we look at them and we may scorn and say, look at them, the disdain we have for them, we need to ask ourselves, are we enacting a similar type of um, neglect on a more local level, microcosmic level, personal level? So when they, the votes came and it was mainly the Conservatives who voted against extending the provision of uh, food, free meals in the holidays. It was the, 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 the nasty party, as the Tory party have, have learned. And we all uh, um, were up in arms concerning that. But how many of us make that sacrifice to say, do you know what? I don't need that delicacy that I was going to buy today. That delicacy can help an, a poor person if I just go and get another meal that will feed them for the day. How many of us do that? And we don't need to answer out loud, but we know in ourselves that we don't. We know in ourselves sometimes we frown, oh, do I have to keep giving sadaqa? Do I need to keep helping someone else? Why can't they help themselves? Or there must be others who can do it. And that's an element of ingratitude for what we actually have. And I think this is kind of, oh, uh, Sister Sabrina, walaikum assalam. Um, I think this this element like you said you know i think we go from going from uh having too much you know like subhanallah like even like in the uk subhanallah like we have running water all right now i'll tell you the first time i went to pakistan when i was 16 and i remember uh returning i just did my gcse's i came back because the results were coming and i got home and i just remember the 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 absolute joy of turning a tap and having fresh water coming mm. up that I could drink that didn't give my tummy the problems I had when I was there. Just that cool, fresh water that, alhamdulillah, was a rahmah for me and my health. Do you understand? It didn't cause me any problems. And it's such a simple thing. Cool, fresh water. That's all it is. Coming straight out of a tap. And I didn't have to cross over to a spring, didn't have to carry it from anywhere, you know, like I saw with my own eyes, you know, you know, you know, young children going hundreds of meters to, to get fresh drinking water. And then there's the washing water, which is a completely different thing, you know, but um, just to see what uh, Ayman has written here that uh, the Prophet Sallallahu said That's that Allah is pleased with his slave who says, Alhamdulillah, when he takes a morsel of food, and drinks a draft of water. Subhanallah. And, and yeah, and further on that, so looking at what Eamon has just highlighted there, and that's beautiful, and the comments coming from um, our viewers as well, all as usual, very rich and, and, and insightful, mashallah. But again, when, when we refer again to what Allah is telling us, and he says to us in Surah Yunus, the 12th verse, and when harm touches man, he invokes us lying on his side, or sitting or standing, but when we have removed his harm from him, he passes on as if he had never invoked us for a harm that touched him. Thus it's made fair seeming to the transgressors against Allah's limits. And look at that now. Just look at the world in itself now. Okay. Uh, and even so, are we seeing the invocation to Allah? Are we seeing um, the Muslims invoking Allah constantly? Have we become tired of worship at the moment? This, this is a very important thing that we need to look at. Walaikum salam, Sister Kerry, yes, we don't do it as much as we should. Absolutely. And then we see um, Shaitan has vowed in Surah Araf, he says clearly that he is going to make sure, because he was sent astray, that he will sit in wait for mankind. He will sit in this wait and you will not find most of them grateful or thankful. You will not find most of them grateful or thankful. So we have to ask ourselves now, during this time, what are we complaining about? What are we um, lamenting and bewailing when we look at our current circumstances? I went to, um, yesterday, um, 
the the board of directors for the what the job that I'm I'm doing now. Um, one of their brothers um, died, Rahimallah, and Allah grant him Janatan for a dose. And um, I, obviously, I was invited. I had to finish work early, and I, I went for the janazah. And when I went by the grave, um, they buried him and everything. And I was, and this is the first time I've been to a janazah in this country, in Saudi, obviously, in the UK, obviously, but in, in the UAE, no. And I was looking at the grave, the, uh, and there were empty graves there as they were entering this individual into the grave. And I was looking around at some of the other graves, and um, I saw something really beautiful from uh, uh, one of the one, one of the, the, the engravings there. And it said, and I'm not endorsing this, but I saw it and it stuck with me as I was looking at another empty grave. And the, the message was, um, I will continue to hold you in my heart until I can hold you again in Jannah. And I, so I said, subhanAllah, I look at that. And just in those words there, that individual was showing gratitude in memory of the loved one. I think it was a, a wife that had, had passed or I, I couldn't see the, remember the name properly. But then when I looked in at the grave, and I say honestly, there was no fear. I've got to a stage where there's a solace that you feel that we're going to go here next. And um, I'm not saying that to be brave, it's just something that's just like worth, there's this tranquility that was there around the graveyard, mashallah to And we've got to be grateful in one thing. Those who have entered the grave can do no more deeds, can do no more worship. And here we are, above the soil, that can still do deeds of worship. We can do aspects of ibadah. We can show gratitude to Allah. If we are not in a place to show gratitude to Allah at the moment, we cannot continue to show ingratitude and complain. We should remember the, the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that when, when we are feeling that way, we should look at the person lesser often ourselves, not the person that's above us. And so that will bring some humility, looking at the plight of the individual that's um, in, not in the same circumstances um, that we have. So the ingratitude or the disdain or the impatience that we have, we need to reflect on Prophet Ayyub who lost everything, including his health, for decades. Yet he was patient, patient with it. And we hear about the patience of Ayyub, that phrase that even the non-Muslims use when they're speaking from the Christian perspective, the patience of Job. So we have a privilege in being upon this deen. We have a privilege, but I've just read verses of the Quran, the English rendition, where Allah says he has created the sun, the moon, everything like that for us. And I watched another um, uh, short video today, which again was amazing. I shared it with my children. And it was of a pilot, and they showed the video, basically a, plane, a Russian plane, or a plane on the way going to Russia, it fell into some difficulties, not more, more than just turbulence. And the narration said, uh, we didn't see that, but we saw what happened afterwards. The, the narrator said that um, everyone on the pl plane were in panic, crying because of the state of the plane. And the cap one of the captains came out, the pilots tried to come out to speak to the people. And he saw everyone in a state of panic, but there was only one Muslim on the plane. And he was, he was praying to Raqqa. So he went to him and said, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying to my Lord. That, and this, I'll, I'll try and send you the video afterwards. I'm, pray, 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 I'm praying to my Lord that the plane doesn't crash. So the pilot just looked at him, bewildered. He went back inside. That's right, the engine failure that happened, the engines um, started up, they landed. What did that pilot do? And this is what you see. He followed the individual to the, the nearest mosque. And when he followed him to the mosque, he took his shahada on that moment and you see him weeping, this Russian man weeping, holding on to um, individuals in the mosque as a result, because he saw that we were in a, a precarious situation and I saw a man of faith. When I say a man of faith, I'm talking about a Muslim, man of faith. So we have to be, we have to show gratitude, even in the most dire situations, and if we can't show that gratitude, then we've got to stop complaining. Yeah, salam, Sister Nadia. Um, I think Logan was saying salam, and Jordan, Jazakallah for joining us. And just to just to elaborate on that point, I think, you know, that pilot knew more than what the people knew in the back of that plane. You know, 
pilot knows that you know what this, the, this there's there's a way of pulling this back and there's a way of no you know and so uh subhanallah so like him following that brother all the way back to the masjid would have been because he knew he knew the dire situation that's they were right. in and knowing that you know what there's no way back from this no, that's right but the fact that this man was just standing there praying to to Raka, I think I think sometimes yeah we're 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 too kind of looking for the the dunya to sort of solve the problem right Do you know what I mean we're looking at we look at problems being solved in a linear kind of way yeah so a goes to b goes to c goes to d but actually it's not even that you know a just needs to go to 47 and you just need Allah to, to let it Allah can get it there because Allah is closer to us then we know Allah and Ab helps. Abinatami has said to share the link and what I'll do I'll try and do that um after what I'll do is I'll give the link I'll try and do it in a moment actually um and share that but yes I think that we really need to look at ourselves now. We are in unprecedented times. The last time there was a time like this um, we heard was the, the flu pandemic. Um, and obviously the, the world wasn't as connected and joined up as it is now. Every day we're seeing on the news, and, and I'll say to brothers and sisters who are seeing this and getting stressed out, try to avoid watching the news if you're seeing all the time the pandemic and what's taking place. And, and it's frightening and you're seeing it's rising in some areas we're hearing about. I think every one of us must know a family member or someone who has died as a result of it. Um, another brother, um, one, uh, one of my staff came to me today, a young member of staff. And um, again, this is about gratitude. I mean, this happened. He came to me this, today and he said, um, Dr. Baker, can I um, have some emergency leave to go and see my mother in Pakistan? Um, she he's in a senior position um he's one of the my junior management and um he said uh, my mum's called me and she doesn't usually call me and she's not well since my dad died of covid in april so i said okay then he mentioned his cousin because he's had a number of deaths over the last four months so he said his younger cousin who's 19 who's half is of quran um he couldn't get to see his mum he was in a different part of pakistan for about four months and the time that he was able to get across to her, she had died. Listen to this now. He told me this today, and I'm sharing it with you today, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing it today. I'm not mentioning his name. So he said that the 19-year-old Hafiz, who got, was able to get across, he only arrived at his mum's um, when, when she was buried. He said he stayed at her grave from the morning that he arrived there until the evening, crying. He was inconsolable. And you know what, Brother Wajid? He told me this, and I could see he was getting emotional. I said, go, you've got leave. Let me know when you want to go. I'll sign you need to go to your He stayed at the graveyard of his mother until he had to be admitted to hospital, and he died from the grief. That same day, this 19-year-old Hafiz. This is an individual, may Allah give him and his mum and his, oh. this, this young man's father, Jannah, and he's worried that his mum's in a critical state of getting as well. This individual appreciated the worth of his mother to lament and be at his mum's. And he wasn't wailing, moaning. He was just so heartbroken that he wouldn't see his mother again and she was in the ground and he wasn't able to see her. So I'm saying now, look at the person that's close to you. Look at the person that you haven't seen for a while. If they're not there tomorrow, it's going to be a bit too late to show gratitude to Allah for them and to them as well. So we're in a time of restrictions where we can't move about as we want to. We're in a lot of time of reflection. So we need to look at our immediate circles. We need to look at our distant circles and we need to look at those who don't have company. The loneliness that some individuals are feeling and we're seeing especially among non-Muslims the loneliness they must be feeling. Experiencing that, yeah. Exactly. And we've got company, we're taking it for granted. And how are we taking it for granted? Let's move on to the next thing. How are we taking it for granted? Yeah. We're all sitting in the room. We've got these gadgets. And I've got my colleague next to me. And I'm doing this. And I will communicate with them through this gadget. And they're sitting next to me. And I'm so preoccupied with this gadget that I don't have normal conversation. These are phones at least use them for phone to ring someone, to speak to them, to, to do a Zoom, if you want to use the technology. 
So if those individuals weren't around us now, which would we miss more? The gadget or them? So we have got to show gratitude for so much that is around us, that is there. And that's within us with regards to our health. I did something with um, Abdurrahim recently um, on Saturday. Many of our uh, brothers and sisters in that take benefit of five from five. So imagine things are taken away from us. Then we will be wailed and we will be lament and we will say, um, oh, I wish I had that back again. But were you truly grateful when you had it? Because if you were truly grateful when you had it, Walaikum Salaam Majin and the others have just come in. If you were truly grateful when you had it, and Pasa, Walaikum Salaam, I'm sorry, you would show that gratitude. And as Allah says, he gives more to his grateful um, servant and his, his grateful slave. And I think it's, it's that element, isn't it, of, of awareness now rather than that regret later. And, uh, you know, Brother Kamal is, if you are grateful, I will certainly give you more. And if you are ungrateful, my chastisement is... Subhanallah. Jazakallah amal for that. Thank you. Amal, inshallah. And Sister Nadia, assalamu alaikum wa alaikum So grateful for these podcasts and thank you for making these happen. I'm humbled by the breadth of knowledge of our speakers. Oh, subhanallah, you humble us with your comment. Jazakallah khair, sister uh, Nadia. No, Jazakallah khair, and, um, Nadia. Thank you. And again, it, it is, it's that idea that we wait for that regret to, to allow it, you know? And we don't see what we have for what it is. And and uh, like uh, the, the verse that Brother Amal pointed out, and um, we know it, you know, the shaitan, he says, I will misguide them except for those who are truly grateful except for those who are slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are those that are truly grateful. Right. And like, like you said, you know, I mean, um, <clears throat> we all know someone who, who suffers from something. <coughs> and we've seen it, you know. Even the simple thing as your, your skin. You know, anybody with a condition, subhanAllah, we see how difficult it can become. Right. And that, that's, so again, that's where the gratitude needs to come in right down to how Allah has preserved our health or ha hasn't made our conditions even worse than what they need to be. And I think it's really important that when we're speaking and reminding ourselves of these verses and these hadith and these um, narrations, that we always make sure that we are looking at the practical aspects of them. So now, at the forefront, again, the media has brought to the fore the issue with uh, uh, child um, hunger and food poverty but that food poverty has been existing in Africa and other parts of Asia for a long time and we have ignored it we've given when the media has raised it or a charity has raised a profile and we've given and we said we need to give and then when the media goes on to another story and this story subsides then we move on to the other story as well but yet we know there are charities, the Sadaqah Jariah, and the small consistent charity that continues to be done, that benefits us. Moving with the times, with these um, media stories, that doesn't necessarily benefit us all the time. Very, very rarely, very seldom that it does that. So we need to be asking ourselves really often, and because we're in this pandemic, we've been in this for a while now. You and I met in Ramadan when we started, or just before Ramadan, when we started doing the shows and we've continued doing the shows and everything. And when we look, it seems like an age has gone since we've been doing this. It seems like an age. And alhamdulillah, there's blessings. And I hope Allah accepts what we're doing. And I hope Allah blesses all the audience and participants. Who, and I hope that we have brought some sort of reminder whereby we, we have checked ourselves, and I, I, I hope we have done, and others are checking themselves and saying, okay, we need to be really seizing the opportunity that we have now, you know? Because now, yes, there are restrictions, but there's nothing more restricting than that grave that I looked at or those empty graves that I looked at yesterday when I was in the graveyard. There's nothing more restrictive than that. Very true. Um, Sister Kira, this is the most difficult site for me is the grave. Yet it reminds us of the value of the time we still have. 
Can I say to Sister Kira one thing on that? Sister Kira, I, I understand that many of us are um, feel that way. And that's why when I mentioned here and I've shared with you in this particular instance, I didn't feel know that that was how I would feel when I went there. Um, the previous visit was a few months ago when I was in Saudi and I went to visit the grave of um, one of my daughters died very young, um, 2003. And that tranquility was there again. So this time round, it's like, okay, why why is that feeling still there? And and that's not because I'm I feel I've got a strong man or anything like that. But one of the things that we know, which is a reality, and we need to prepare for that we're on a journey, we need to prepare for that journey, is that as we journey, we get closer to our ultimate and final destination in this life. So we need to be preparing for that and also hoping. In, and trusting in Allah, the mercy of Allah and trusting that um, Allah will give us the best in that instance. So the sight of the grave will never be, oh, I want to go in it or um, it's going to be um, that tranquil. And when we get to those that, that particular stage, you know, we're near the in Yom Kiyamah, there's, there's um, narrations about that, where the, the person will wish they were with the, the inhabitant of the grave instead of being out in the world um, because of the trials and tribulation. But we need to have a, a focus and a tranquility that that is a destination we are working towards. It's, and it's we need to know. Issue. Yeah, and we need to know we've prepared for it. And I would say to you, Sister Kira, and I would say to, to others, and I say to myself, don't be afraid. Because the one, and I mean, don't be afraid in that, I mean, terrified, oh my gosh, Why? Because the one who is taking us towards that journey and the one who's decreed that we were entering there is that same merciful Lord who understands us, who forgives us, who wants good for us, and inshallah will enter us into Jannah by his grace and his mercy. It's that same Lord who's decreed. And he said, I know my servants um, hate death. Okay? And he doesn't want them to. And, and mashallah, Sister Sabrina's come in. Um, and again, so Sister Kira, look at what Sister Sabrina is saying here. I'm not afraid from the grave, but I'm afraid to not be um, prepared enough, basically. And that's the thing we should be looking at. And we should also be looking, again, this is where the great gratitude comes in. And if we're not showing the gratitude and we find we're in a bad place that we can't show the gratitude, then what we need to do is reduce the ingratitude. <clears throat> Just be in the moment, you know, just be in the moment of reflection. Be in the moment of even saying to Allah, forgive me for not being grateful, um, help me to increase in my, my um, gratitude. And before I, I hand back to you, Sister Shabnan, Asalaamu Alaikum, it's good to see you there, Sister, um, here with us. Conscious istighfar, sorry, is a necessity. Reciting every syllable and feeling the gravity of the forgiveness you are seeking from Allah subhanahu subhanallah. Again, look at the gems that come from uh, our participants and, and viewers, mashallah And these these are gems that we're hearing. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair. Ameen. And um, uh, is it Majin? Uh, may Allah bless them and help them, help us to benefit from them and increase our knowledge from them, inshallah. Is it... Uh, Okay, I didn't know quite who that, what that refers to, but um, the, you know, there's the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where the Prophet ﷺ, uh, was asked about when is the day of judgment? And the Prophet ﷺ replied that with a question and said, what have you prepared for it? Yes. And this is, this is the essence of it, really. And it's not about uh, being sort of blasé about it, that, oh, we, we're all going to die. Inevitability, you know, is there. Anything that is organic will inevitably disappear. Uh, black holes appear, suns implode, you know, universe, the galaxies kind of fall in on themselves. This is a reality, and this happens over millions and billions of years. And so um, the idea of being prepared for it, I think when, when we see that grave, and it reminds us of that in the sense of that it reminds us to fear Allah, to have taqwa, to, to know that subhanallah and it is it is such a strange thing because I think linguistically it's it's sometimes it's a challenge with the English language but it, uh, having fear of Allah means that it brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it 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 brings you 
nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that when we think of having taqwa, it is that we are realizing we are moving away from Allah and we need to get closer to him by our deeds and our actions, inshallah. And that's and a privilege look- in itself. That's a privilege in itself. Like as, as yes, yes. yes. That, as, as Allah, as one of the, um, the some of the scholars, when they start off with the khutbah al hajjah and some of them praise Allah, and then they praise Allah for allowing Him to let them praise Him. Yeah. The, the thank you for allowing me to praise you. This is the privilege that's there, and showing that gratitude in that particular manner. We're taking for granted being Muslim. I don't even those of us who've converted to Islam sometimes become lackadaisical about being Muslim. And so this is why the focus of this, we are privileged. Allah has privileged privileged us to be on the deen. Everything on the deen is a privilege. The sister who's striving to wear hijab properly and understanding hijab is not just a head covering, that there's a state of hijab, that us men, us brothers, we have a state of hijab as well in how we conduct ourselves and, and everything like that. Um, that the individual uh, who's struggling to pray, um, think about it from this perspective. You're struggling to pray and do your prayers. You, this is a privilege to pray. It's a privilege to stand and pray to the Lord of the heavens and the earth. It's like, think about it. Those who want to see the, the um, celebrities, and they, they wait in hours to get them to sign a book or they wait in hours to get in to meet them uh, and not even meet them to, to be at one of their concerts. And, and you see the, the awe and everything they've got to do that. You see some of them, oh, he, he, um, he kissed my T-shirt. I will never wash this T-shirt or take it off ever again. And they feel so privileged with these individuals. How is it that we don't feel privileged when we're coming to stand before Allah five times a day and he's paying attention to our prayer and the condition of our prayer and the fact that we can turn to him knowing of the rewards that are there? How is it? How, and I'm asking myself that question. How is it that we don't realize this privilege? And as you know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about praying and one of the sisters said, um, she's got the same thing as me, osteoarthritis. She couldn't um, kneel in that particular instance. Yeah. And so not being able to go into sujood, not being able to bow, not being able to even stand for prayer. You realise, as we know the saying, you never know what it's got until it's gone. We don't want that. We want to know what it is before it's taken away <laughs> yeah. from us. You yeah. know, so if it's going to be taken it, away from us. It reminds me of a, of a, of a companion of the Prophet ﷺ, where there was an incident where um, a horse trampled on his leg. So they had to amputate the leg. And um, they, they offered him an anesthetic. The anesthetic in those days was alcohol. And he refused to take it. And the, as they started to amputate, so you can imagine they're cutting off his leg. And he passed out with the, the intensity of what was going on. And when he came to... He, uh, 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 he, he kissed his leg and in, he, he didn't lament, but he kissed his leg. And he said that I, you will testify for me that I only used you to go towards that which was good. Mashallah. And, you know, subhanAllah, like, just to consider that. You know, like for all of our blessings, like our eyes, our ears, our tongue, for the speech, what we smell, we've touched, what we sent, our sensations and pleasures that Allah has made halal for us and Allah has asked, made forbidden for us. That if we were to lose that sense, if we were to lose that thing, could we be like that companion of the Prophet Sallallahu to say That's that, nice. to say that, you know, Allah, I only use this to worship you. I only use this to gain nearness to you. I use this and it kept me humble and close to you. You know? And subhanAllah. And the the narration continues that many people came and did like, you know, said, Inna lillahi And one of them came and said, uh, this is brilliant for you. <laughs> this is fantastic that you have lost your leg. 
And so the companion was happy. He said, you're the only one who said this to me because you're the only one who's understood it. And he said, yes, because had you have kept that leg a moment longer, it may have led you astray. And Allah has protected you from something that would have potentially destroyed you. So even that thinking, that awareness to know that subhanAllah, uh, that what we are given it is a blessing that we can utilize to bring us close to Allah. And when something is mm. taken away from us, it isn't something that is snatched away from us, but it is something that is indeed, alhamdulillah, a protection if you are able to, to become right. conscious and aware. Right. And, and Jazakallah, Amelia, um, Sister Amelia, we get stronger knowing that it's helping you and you're helping us, mashallah, um, and then our brother Login has mentioned... Um, to train our hearts and and we we are in that time where we have to train train our heart and the iman in the dunya so when in the grave the shahada will be remembered and we've got to remember that being grateful when we go into the grave we're going to be asked three questions who is your lord what was your deen and who was that man who sent amongst you and i know we're talking about the grave in that instance but let's rewind that back who is your lord have we been grateful that allah has guided us to the deen are we grateful? And how do we show that gratitude? Through our prayer, giving that time to our prayer. And when we're deficient in that prayer, trying to rectify it, sunnahs and other things that we do. Who is that man who was sent amongst you? Again, ever more prominent at the moment now with the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu what's happening um, in, in, in France, what's, um, uh, we've got his birthday coming up and we know that there's some going to be celebrating the lad and, and they've introduced things in that instance. So we have to be between the two. We're going to say, ah, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu that what they're saying in France and the, 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 the French president is, is maligning him. So I'm going to go, to go to the other end of the spectrum and I'm going to have a brilliant Milad and Nabi celebration. I'm going to go for it in this um, instance. Or are we going to be in the middle and we're going to say, do you know what? Not this, not that. The sunnah of the Prophet the manners of the Prophet I'm going to step that up. I'm going to be, I'm going to show my appreciation and gratitude for having the best of mankind as my role model, the best of mankind as my guide in, in, in how to enact Islam and to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are we doing that? Are we going to do that? We have to ask ourselves this question. And we're coming back to uh, Marcus Rashford as he is um, part of the title and topic of discussion. He's done a very noble and excellent um, deed in the way that he stood up for um, the, the, the needy, those who are disadvantaged. And um, we ask that Allah guide him. But we have to remember this as well, that when we look at Surah Ghashia, Ghashia, um, when it's talking about and the first few ayat and it talks about the one who strives but he is not getting any benefit from that striving in the sight of Allah and Umar ibn al-Khattab was crying when he came to this verse because he was thinking of the monks and everyone else who expended their efforts and their worship but to no avail before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we ask that individuals like Marcus Rashford are guided we ask that when they're doing things which are noble deeds, that they do them knowing there's a, a greater um, direction they need to do that benevolence for and to. So as Muslims, we know it's Fisabilillah. You know, uh, it's it for, for me, Allah. Yeah, it, you know, um, I, I'm not sure if you're into the UFC stuff, but you know, Khabib, I'm not going to try to pronounce his surname, but Nurmag, Okay, I'm not gonna try, but Khabib, <laughs> you know, mashallah ta'ala, you know, he 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 won, uh, he beat Justin Gaethje in that fight on Saturday, phenomenal dominance over his opponent, and he he said something, you know, in sort of a pre-run-up, you know, they were saying like, you know, will, will he come back, you know, how much money and all this sort of stuff, and he said, you know, it doesn't matter how rich you are, it doesn't matter how much stuff you've got, you're only gonna eat one loaf of bread a day. You know, that thing of that there's only so much you can consume. There's only so much you can take in. And the rest of it, you you put into your 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 whatever it is that you're doing. You put that effort into into doing that. And and the reason why I suppose I bring him up is he he's a true example, mashallah ta'ala, as a sports person. 
how he's conducted himself, how he's behaved himself. And I still remember, you know, I still, and I can so relate to what he said was, you know, when the, the whole Conor McGregor thing happened and he jumped over and he just went, and he just went for it, yeah? Uh, and because he was teased, a lot of emotion, uh, things were riding high. But I remember, you know, at the press conference, you know, he said the UFC, they can take my title, they can take my prize money, is nothing compared to when I get home and what my dad is going to say and do to me, you know? Just that, you know, and, and I suppose, like, come from an Asian background, I don't know what it was like for you, Dr. Baker, but, like, I can so relate to that, like, oh, my gosh, yeah, that that's the worst, you know? Uh, like, yeah, I remember you know, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So you get it, yeah? So it's like, that was the worst thing, but that was just, you know, he's a grown man, you know? <laughs> He's not just any grown man. He's a world champion wrestling legend dude, right? He's just smashed this other guy up, right? Smashed this boy, right? But he's, subhanAllah, still, you know, despite him losing his mind in that moment, he was still able to realize, you know, his place, have that humility, ground himself. And, you know, like all of this, it's not worth anything. Because, you know, my dad's upset with me. You know, his dad was upset. That's what bothered him. You know, there's only so much we can consume. There's only so much we can do. There's only so much we can stay awake for. We need to rest. And, and on top of that, he's retired yeah. because his mother said she didn't yeah. want him continuing without the father there. Yeah. This is a pre- this is appreciation of parents. This is true appreciation of parents in that instance there when we're speaking about him uh, on that instance. So we've got this these examples in the uh, media. We've got this, these examples in... Um, in sport but we have these examples historically we have these examples in um everyday life that quiet individuals um who are just getting about going about their their everyday um um, chores and 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 livelihood so again as i said when i come to these shows and i'm thinking and i'm looking around the things i'm thinking what i wonder how the viewers are getting on i wonder how we're dealing with the circumstances that we're in um, what are we doing? What are we doing with our relationship with Allah? What are we doing when we slip up? Are we turning back to Allah to say, um, basically, this is what we need to turn back to, to show the gratitude? Amelia saying here, yes, you don't really need a lot of money or luxuries because you will never be satisfied depending on um, uh, Allah's satisfaction, satisfaction. And we're told if you were given two, two valuables of gold, we would not be satiated. We'd still be wanting more. So I think that, um, yes, uh, Eamon here is mentioning about gratitude being mentioned, mentioned in over 70 different occasions in the Quran. Okay, as it praises the, its beholders, promises them a pleasant reward, prohibits us of its opposite and commands us to internalize it. So thank you, Eamon, for that. Jazakallah again. So this is how important this subject is. And we're given stories of the MBR. We are given stories of the MBR and what they went through, what they endured. And let's be honest, if all of us look at it now and we take at least one of those stories, we are not enduring anything close to what they endured and the people and the believers with them endured in that instance. So, again, if we can't be grateful, then we need to avoid ingratitude. And if we are grateful, as has been highlighted here by Eamon in the 14th Surah again, um, if you are grateful, Allah will increase our, so our reward you increase us in that discuss what gratitude is what what is ingratitude then doctor ingratitude is being um unthankful negligent disdainful arrogant of what we have in our possessions of what we have of our faculties in what we have in what we have as human beings even down to many of us do it, what we look at, what we speak, say, words we say, what we hear, what we walk towards. He spoke about the, the individual who had his leg decapitated. Yeah. Violating the injunctions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first and foremost. Gravitating towards that which we know we shouldn't be gravitating towards. And worse still, when we've gravitated towards it, not seeking repentance from that even if it's often that we have to keep doing it because this is 
What more? What more ingratitude? And you know the height. The height of ingratitude is the major ingratitude, not worshiping Allah. Yeah. Not worshiping yeah. Allah. Some yeah. will say, but he was a good person. She was a good person. But as I keep saying, Allah tells us in Surah An Nisa, Ayat forty-eight and one hundred sixteenth Ayat, Allah forgives all except that shirk is made with him, that you associate partners with him. So while we talk, and many Muslims have, uh, say this now, but this is a good person, you don't know, only Allah can judge. Okay, right, that's right. Ultimately, that's the case. But Allah has said clearly, you associate with me, you associate worship with him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a sin that is unforgivable, and, uh, uh, unless you do make tawbah from that, and you remove yourself from that. That's the height of ingratitude. That the one who created you, the one who's given you everything you've given, even if you've got tests and trials, the one to whom we are going to return as the remembrance of the grave and visit in the grave show us, we do not acknowledge that at all whatsoever. This is the height of ingratitude, as I said. Do you know that there was um, a tabi'in and uh, he would attend the funerals and he would cry. He would really cry. And he would attend the funerals and cry. And somebody said, you know, he was crying one at one funeral so much that they said, how well did you know this brother? Like, you're really, your heart's crying. Like, you're really upset. And he said, I'm not crying for him. <laughs> I'm crying for my own soul, you know, because it's a reminder. It's a reminder where I'm going. And I fear for what I put forward for myself. And I think what we're kind of exploring here is, alongside our gratitude is that self-awareness of knowing that when we are being ungrateful, that when we are um, going against our own souls, you know, when we are committing, uh, you know, against our own souls and holding ourselves back from the, the you know, from receiving the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mm. from the true benefit of being right. you know, close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it takes that self-awareness and it takes, you know, that, uh, like you said, it, it, it's a privilege. It's not yes. courage then that makes you do something. It's That's a privilege right. to be able to have the, the strength, the ability, the, the faculty, the, the, the wherewithal, as they say, to have right. the wherewithal, to be yes. able to, to gain nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knowing that, you know what, I should have bit my tongue a bit more there, left myself loose to apologize, to do what you can do to try and uh, reconcile a situation, to pull back, or to at least to try and do something, if nothing else, to make dua for an individual who who uh, has, you, you, you know, you have wronged, or you might think have wronged you, but in fact, you've only seen it from your perspective, so take time to, to still reconcile it, at least with the dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all of us in that scenario. And um, one of the comments we have here from uh, Brother Eamon is gratitude is not always an easy characteristic to develop, especially in uh, modern times. We are living in societies to promote abundance, more, uh, materialism, and self, uh, self, sorry, self-centeredness. But the good news is that you can, and the conscious effort, develop an attitude of gratitude. Can you give us a few tips on becoming more grateful? If I may just kick off with that then, Dr. Abdul Haq, I would say it's it's actually um, it's where we get drawn into, you know, like the, like uh, Dr. Abdul Haq said earlier that if you if you if you find the news is getting too much for you, withdraw. Mm. You know, if you find like the social media is dragging you down a certain path, withdraw. Pull yourself back in and right. have that self awareness, that consciousness to think, you know, Subhanallah, this is this is putting the wrong kind of things in my mind. It's not giving me that clarity and that focus of being where I am right now to be able to be truly grateful for where I am right now. And then if I can, I'm going to bring the, the to the conclusion, if I may. Allah says to us in Surah An-Nisa, the 147th ayah, English rendition being, why should Allah punish you if you have thanked him and believed in him? And Allah is ever all appreciative of good, the all-knowing. And then there's this tremendous dua that we say before we um, say the salams and the taslim of our salah which we should remember and we should try and remember if we want to know about how we ask Allah to help us in this in, in this and where we say Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik 
Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadati. And that's saying, oh Allah, um, help me to remember you and thank you and worship you in the best way. Help me to thank you, you know, let, let me to thank you and worship you, to remember you, thank you, and worship you in the best way, these three things. We need to learn this dua, and uh, as the hadith narrates, that before the Prophet ﷺ will taslim, this was one of the duas that would be said. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Let's do this so that Allah increases um, that gratitude that we have. And that we look at everything before we go to bed tonight. We thank Allah. When we wake up in the morning and we say the, the dua for waking up in the morning, just a quick reflection instead of just run. Now we don't have that time to, right, I've got to get to work. I've got shower, everything, brush teeth, eat breakfast, get everyone's over, let's go. It's like, well, okay, well, actually, I'm up and I don't have to do that anymore. At the moment, let me take my time to do the adkha, to remember Allah in the mornings. And to thank him and be grateful for some of the things we can remember from yesterday and to be grateful that we've woken up with our faculties about us to go into the next day. So, and that dua needs to be, if we can learn it, and if you haven't learned it, to say it in every salah, inshallah. Inshallah ta'ala, and it is indeed a privilege and uh, that's coming towards the end of our show. Uh, Brother Amal left a couple of comments there. I'm going to read one of them out that's on the screen now, inshallah. And gratitude should be expressed by the heart, by the mouth, and by our actions. And indeed, that is the truth. Jazakallah khair. Islam, uh, jazakallah khair, uh, brothers uh, Jordan M for reminding us about it. Jazakallah khair, Brother Jordan, for reminding everybody. Persa, uh, jazakallah khair. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. Jazakallah khair. Sean the seeker, there. Okay, all oh, the, the messages are flipping off quite fast, mashallah. Uh, they're taking um, talking sense, and we will still need um, to be less judgmental and think before we speak. Jazakallah khair. That's, That's sincere right. advice. Barakallah fiqh. And ihtisam uh, there. Um, just one backer, please. There, yeah, that one. Inshallah, we'll remind my. Bravo. You testing me, <laughs> my kids about the door. You see the brother who's the brother who's doing this for us in the background. He's a lot younger than me, a lot younger than me. He's like testing me, like let me see how old you've gotten in this uh, lockdown, bro. Why did and he's like, bro, you age too fast. <laughs> so how like, um, Inshallah, I'll remind my I'm kids. I'm trying my best, bro. I'm trying my best. Come on, man. It's been a while, you know. It's been a while since I've done this, yeah. <laughs> You're doing well, Lucky. Jazakallah, you're doing very well. I accepted, I accepted. And indeed, you know what? Uh, and I really mean this, you know, it is a privilege to come here every Monday night, you know. It really, really is. And I look forward to it. You know, my heart is like, oh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. We choose our discussion topic, we put it out there. You, sisters and brothers, you get involved, you discuss it. And alhamdulillah, it's a blessing for us. And may it be a sadaqah jariah for us for you because we do it sincerely inshallah and whatever it is may Allah purify for us and elevate for us beyond ta'ala. <clears throat> and that leads us to the end of the show Jazakallah khair for all of your interactions again thank you very much yes big up to our moderator the people behind the scenes that make this happen <laughs> IDC for their support Newcastle Fast FM for continuing to, to make this happen inshallah for Dr. Abdul Haq for giving his time because he's oh, yeah. an hour ahead now. He's like in the future right now. Four hours, four hours. <laughs> he's four hours in the future and he's uh, he's coming back in time to talk to us, inshallah. So jazakallah khair. Thank you all very much for your kind comments. Uh, and inshallah ta'ala, we will join you. Now we are going to have a slightly different time next week, sisters and brothers. Uh, we are going to join you, inshallah. Is it 7.30? Half an hour earlier, inshallah. Yeah, so half an hour earlier than our usual time of 8 p.m. Because we know we've done the whole hour thing and we don't want it to be too disruptive for all of our sisters and brothers who are out there in different parts of the world. Uh, so we're going to start at 7.30 uh, UK time, GMT time, inshallah. Uh, thank you very much, Queen of Jordan. Jazakallah khair. And yes, please make dua for all of us here at Newcastle Fast FM, all the volunteers, all the people in the background making things happen, all the brothers and sisters who go around and collect the funds to make sure we've got the resources to keep this thing going. Make dua for them all, inshallah. Allah put barakah in it. And if you can um, donate, that's great. 
But if not, make dua because that is just as powerful, if not even better, inshallah, in keeping things going. And uh, yes, I leave it to you, Dr. Abdul Haq, to leave the final comment, inshallah. Not much more to say except that um, great audience, great participants that you inspire us, mashallah, tabarakallah, um, with your comments and your, your contributions. And we're on this journey together as Muslims, as an ummah. Also, we're on this journey to be examples for the wider non-Muslim society. And let us epitomize what gratitude looks like. Let's um, epitomize what being privileged as Muslims looks like in how we worship Allah, how we conduct ourselves, um, as some of your comments highlighted. And um, inshallah, until next week, uh, we um, will see what Allah puts in store for us in the, the, the coming week and how we can engage with that and some other insights that we may have learnt or want to share on the next occasion, inshallah. Inshallah ta'ala. And on that note, just want to say, SubhanAllah, bihamdik, shadu Allah, ila illallah, anta astaghfirullah, wa atubu ilayk. Jazakallah khair for tuning in, everybody. And inshallah, we'll see you next Monday, all being well, inshallah, 7.30 p.m. GMT. And until then, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.